1: Welcome to Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Clarissa Alhintera, and I'll be your host this morning. This morning, we'll be talking about engaging young adults in their faith journey around the environment and kind of an upcoming integral ecology retreat that's coming up here for our young adults in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And so with me this morning, I've got Anna Robertson, Meg Boyle, and Michael Terrian, who are kind of in the area of planning that opportunity. For your, for our young adults, and so, um, before we jump into the show, I always like to, you know, just get to know our guest a little bit. And since we're here, literally in Holy Week, um, like how how has your how have your Lenten journeys been? Like, what what have your what's your holy been uh, Holy Week been like so far? I know we're only beginning midweek, so.
2: Well, thank you, Clarissa. It's a joy to be together today, and. These are the most holy days of our liturgical calendar. And again, it always calls me into reflection about how grateful I am for all of God's creation, that the sublime beauty of everything that there is and the Paschal mystery really in terms of the dying and rising into that, into knowing how beautiful God is and how we're loved and how we're cared for unconditionally is just fundamental to our faith and the triune God and that relationships and how we're in relationship with everyone and everything. So for me, there is this humility of looking at, Hmm, how am I sinning against God and against my neighbor and caring for our common home? And then just this awakening to, how do I have that conversion to turn away from that sin and love more and care more um, as in walking my Christian faith?
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, um, Anna or Meg, uh, however, your Lenten journey's been your early Holy Week check in.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, This is Anna, and I'm so glad to be here. I'm a director of Youth and Young Adult Mobilization for Catholic Climate Covenant, and am collaborating with folks in the Archdiocese of Chicago to plan this amazing Young Adult Integral Ecology Retreat. Um, And for my Lenten journey, you know, I think for me, what I'm really feeling is a spring and new life um, in my own life right now. Like so many people, um, these last few years have been really challenging. And um, I am 30. And as I approached 30, so many people told me like, oh, 30s are so much better than your 20s. And I was like, I hope so. Because my 20s were kind of hard. Like they were okay when I was in it. But as I was emerging, I was like, I'm ready for something different. And it really feels like a lot has been kind of coming together for me. I think this work Um, This holy work of planning this retreat and the other work that I get to do, learning about Catholics across the country who are caring for creation in their own ways. That is really nourishing me Um, and also really helping me to feel at home in my own Catholic community here in Seattle in ways that I hadn't before. Um, So just really feeling a sense of um, hope and hope in the resurrection and new life um, has been really alive for me. Um, and so I'm excited to see, you know, next week's Earth Week. So for so many people in the church, Holy Week, uh, they're working all hours. For me, that's actually next week. So I'm grateful to sort of be in the rhythms, um, be a, a Catholic in the pew for for Holy Week this week.
1: Fantastic. Uh, and Meg, how is your Lenten journey, your mid-holy, early Holy Week check-in?
4: Um, yeah, I want to definitely echo Michael shared of gratitude I feel like that's where really the the word I'm leaning into today the last two days I've um, spent my morning walking by the river which is kind of my morning contemplative practice I live right along the Chicago River Trail and starting to see the little the little life that is springing up Um, and as I've gotten to know the land that I live near more and more of being able to notice the plants at different stages and so Um, Like the water irises are, are coming up just ever so slightly um, along the riverbed and starting to see kind of some of the new life and the for are blooming, which has been such a, it feels like a gift every year because we go from this dark Brown (laughs) mud season in February and March. And then there's this like burst of yellow on all of these bushes all over Chicago, um, which feel like such a gift. And specifically within Holy Week. I think about the word for my kind of Lenten journey that I've been reflecting on is cultivate. Um, It's been a really significant word for me this year and, and specifically for my Lenten journey. And just what are the spaces that I can cultivate? I think that word is so unique because of this idea of think so often we have this desire to start new and to start fresh and to kind of start from the beginning whereas cultivating is taking stock of what do I have here in front of me right now and how can I tend it? How can I create more fertile ground? And I think about the work that we're doing with young adults um, specifically around the environment and the joy that I've had of being able to plan this retreat with Anna and Michael and so many other members on our team and really wanting to create a space that young adults can come and kind of cultivate their relationship with the environment, with finding Christ and encountering Christ in the natural world and recognizing that it's, we don't have to start from the ground up. It's not a new space. It's kind of being like, okay, what is already here and how can we kind of connect to what is speaking through them already and be able to invite them into a deeper space with that. And so I feel that bridge for me very much this week of, heading into the Triduum and how am I cultivating my own connection to the divine as I enter into the rest of Holy Week. So grateful to be here with all of you and talk about this today.
1: Fantastic. Wow. Those are such deep answers. I really appreciate the, the thoughtfulness that uh, the three of you kind of gave. And so for our listeners, perhaps you're thinking, ooh, this sounds interesting. These people they, they sound interesting. Their Lenten journeys maybe match mine or maybe a, a path that I want to move into. And so uh, tell us a little bit about, so this awesome, like I love that you also just kind of popcorn like your answers. Um, so tell us a little bit more about kind of the ministry that you're in. Like, you know, like I know that the planning this retreat is only a, a part of the, the many ministry, hat, ministry hats that you're wearing, but tell us, uh, you know, where you're at. I know we've got someone phoning in from Seattle, so good morning. Thank you for Joining us so early, um, so yeah. Tell us, you know, where you're currently doing ministry, how long you've been in that position, and uh, like how you got engaged in in this particular opportunity. So, whoever wants to go ahead.
3: Well, I can start us off since you nodded to Seattle. Um, so, I am tuning in from Seattle, Washington, um, and I work with Catholic Climate Covenant as director of youth and young adult mobilization, and I've been in this role for. Um, just over a year, I guess coming up on a year and a half now, and Catholic Climate Covenant um, is a national Catholic organization that's dedicated to really animating and inspiring the U.S. Catholic Church um, toward creation care, toward integral ecology, toward climate action, toward climate justice, really as set forth in Laudato Si um, and in other uh, aspects of Catholic social teaching and my role is to build out our youth and young adult engagement. Um, so through education, through public witness, through community organizing, I think that we're in this moment as young people in the church where we're being called, you know, Pope Francis and Christus Vivit calls us to be protagonists of transformation. And I love that there's this invitation um, from church leaders, for us as young people to really use our voices and to become protagonists in the journey toward climate justice, toward um, toward toward the kingdom of God, right? Um, and so that's really what my work is about, is how can I um, help my fellow young Catholics, young people in the Catholic sphere to really step into um, their leadership, step into their protagonism, um, defending creation and, uh, with an eye toward those who are most vulnerable, who are, um, impacted the first and worst by the climate crisis.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Um, either Meg or... Sure.
4: Thank you, Michael. Uh, my name is Meg Boyle and I am the director of Young Adult Ministry and Neighborhood Engagement at Old St. Pat's Catholic Church in Chicago, we're located at Desplaines and Adams in the West Loop area of the city, and I have been in my role there for almost two years. So I started at Old Saint Pat's a couple weeks after we went into shutdown. So a really, you know, unique two years working in a parish, um, and in a parish as vibrant as Old Saint Pat's. And my work there really centers around. I would say like co-holding the young adult community together um, with my other leaders and collective members who help create spaces of welcome and nourishment um, to build community, to talk about faith, to question, to transform, um, and then to pair with other ministry initiatives that we have at Old St. Pat. So working with our social justice, um ministries working with our outreach ministries uh, and other spaces at the church and um was really excited to get pulled into the space with michael and anna um because this is something that's so significant i feel like for me and also that i've heard from young adults of really wanting to you know learn and engage and not necessarily knowing how to step into that world and into those spaces of Where is that entry point? How do I um, do this work actively? And so being able to kind of create a retreat together has been a really beautiful part of that process.
1: Fantastic. And Michael?
4: uh, Well,
2: I'm an oblate of St. Benedict from St. Procopius Abbey. So my charism in terms of this integral ecology comes out of this Benedictine spirituality and radical hospitality and recognizing that hospitality extends to everything. Um, And I serve on the Vatican's Laudato Si action platform, a working group for the parishes and dioceses, and looking at how to uh, launch and effectively implement the platform uh, within the throughout the context of the universal church um, but also in North America, uh, actually, I'm working with uh, Anna's colleague, uh, Jose, in terms of how to vivify uh, the platform in a more pronounced way in, in North America. Uh, and then locally, I'm volunteering as the coordinator for the Archdiocese Care for Creation Ministries, which is, that's how... Clarissa, we get to work together Mm -hmm. in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity and the Department of Parish Vitality and Mission. And so this is something that is really uh, extends back to our uh, Eastern Orthodox brothers and sisters, uh, Ecumenical Patriarch Demetrius, uh, who is really the first one who is bringing this creation narrative back into our our Christian tradition. And then... Pope John Paul um, also spoke to this essential uh, mission to recognize that we need to care for all of creation. And then Pope Benedict was called the Green Pope. Mm. And so there's a consistency in the ecclesiology within the church on this. And then Pope Francis really brought this into full bloom when he uh wrote the encyclical letter Laudato Si which Anna brought forth and Cardinal Supic, in union with um his brother bishops and with the bishop of Rome uh has really been a significant uh leader in the US Catholic Church and he spoke earlier this year on the US conference on Laudato Si and was Speaking to all the faithful and saying it's time to act there's a we need to act now to uh, care for our common home and for one another and I, I think one of the challenges with the uh, encyclical is people oftentimes um, kind of pigeonhole as an environmental encyclical. Um, Where, yes, it's an environmental encyclical, but it is also a social encyclical. In fact, Pope Francis points to that, and we add this to the body of the social teachings of the church. And so oftentimes um, we think of the environment as something out there, but really it's all connected. We are a part of nature, right? God created us uh, in his image, and we have a unique role in nature but we are a part of nature and we are really being called to care, protect, and preserve it. Um, And that's really what this new hermeneutic, if you will, in terms of dominion is really focusing on that. And so you can hear this, this solidarity between Meg and Anna and so many of us coming together and say, how together can we bring young adults into this mission of the church to evangelize, the gospel of creation.
1: Whew. okay, look at you. We're going to take a quick break. I re- that you really set us up for the next part after break about kind of understanding the why. So we'll take a quick break and we'll come right back.
0: Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483, that's 877-786-4483, thank you.
2: We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit, from servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supplied bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the archdiocese but is very poor. We think about food and we
0: think about nourishment but we also nourish the soul provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com We Are Hiring Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net.
1: We're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Clarissa Alhantara, and with us this morning is Anna Robertson, Meg Boyle, and Michael Tyrion. And we've uh, spent the morning uh, talking about um, kind of engaging young, ad- young adults in their faith journey, especially around the environment. And uh, right before we went to break, uh, somehow Michael knew this is like where I was going to go with kind of the <laughs> also there's a framework that we have. But I wanted before we talked before we went to break, we talked a little bit about, you know, the why and how. And, you know, um, why this is important, not only for us to embrace as a church, but specifically intentional, but also an intentional community. And so with that, I wanted to open it up. You know, oftentimes uh, part of the reason we ask the question or invite guests to talk about formation experiences, because we want to really get to know you and kind of your own encounters. And so in this work around engaging young adults in the environment and, you know, Uh, in the ecology, especially, especially around their faith, you know, where have you encountered Christ? You know, where have you encountered Jesus, specifically, you know, in this context of a young adult and, you know, environment and like faith formation, I guess.
3: So for me, where my mind goes immediately with this question of encountering Christ in this work, I think back to my own time as a college student, and like many college students, um, though certainly not all, I had the opportunity to um, spend, t- to do an alternative break trip um, to an intentional Catholic community uh, in Appalachia. And then I ended up going back for considerable chunks of time, probably for a total of about a year, um, for months here and there at a time, um, to this beautiful community on a mountaintop in Appalachia. And at the same time, I was really kind of coming alive to my faith. I had a teacher um, my senior year of high school who would lend me all of um, all of his most influential kind of theology books. And I read Thomas Merton for the first time. And I still remember from Thomas Merton's book, New Seeds of Contemplation, he writes something like a tree gives glory to God by being a tree Mm -hmm. and I read that as a high school senior in Nashville, Tennessee, who you know grew up sometimes going hiking, but not super um, connected to the natural world, which I say that with like an asterisk and say everything's natural, right? Everything is part of creation. Um, but I didn't have tons of meaningful experiences with trees growing up in Nashville um, in a pretty urban context. But then having that idea rattling around in my head, when then I went to um, spend time in West Virginia on this farm, there, I really, it hit me the way that creation reveals something to us about Christ, about God, about what it means to be human, that we can learn what it means to be human when we encounter Christ, when we encounter love in a tree and the way that it gives expression to its unique, um, you could almost say vocation. It's fulfilling God's dream for it. Um, And so that is something now in Seattle, I'm here. And uh, I mean, Seattle's in the Pacific Northwest, so there's gorgeous nature at my fingertips. But I work in an office building and You know, I don't get a ton of sunlight through these windows here, um, direct sunlight, and it's rainy often, and I just try to remember how to make time for those encounters, Um, and at the same time, reminding myself that the built world, right, these things that we consider not nature, that Christ is there as well. And in turn, that we know from the preferential option for the poor and vulnerable that God makes a particular option for those who are most marginalized in our society. Um, And so how then, you know, Pope Francis talks about this culture of encounter. How can I set myself up so that I'm not insulating myself from the realities of suffering, but instead placing myself um, in relationship uh, with those who are most marginalized in society um, with the trust that God acts in a particular way um, in that suffering and how that in turn helps me have compassion and trust for um, my own suffering, for the ways in which I myself am marginalized to trust that God is with me in that. So those are just some of the ways that I have encountered Christ in this work um, and
1: the ways are ceaseless. So I'll I'll stop there or I'll just talk all morning. Thank you. Uh, We've got about four minutes left. So, uh, Meg and Michael, whoever wants to go next.
4: Sure, sure. Um, I'll hop right in, kind of building off of what Anna spoke to. You know, it always comes to mountaintops, doesn't it? That's kind of where it seems to be. Um Yesterday Anna and I were having a conversation about this, and the words that kept coming up for me was um was just being loved and feeling beloved. And I feel like for me, that's at the core of of this work of encyclical and I reflect on a time I lived in Montana for a portion of time, and there was a few weeks that I went and uh, went up into the mountains and camped and camped along a river and the river was so pure that you could drink it straight from where it was we were so high up that the glacier water was so pure that you could drink it. And one of the days I took a horse up and hiked all the way up to, um, this peak called horseshoe peak. And with talking with the individual I was with, he was like, you know, you're probably the first person that's been on top of that mountain in about 10 years. Um, and when I got to the top, it was definitely a moment of transformation for me. of just looking out and seeing peak after peak, after peak, after peak all the way around me, you couldn't see anything but mountain peaks. Um, And, and there was that moment of just, of just feeling loved, of just feeling completely held and safe and known and seen. And, and I think about, you know, Anna spoke to relationship and Michael spoke to relationship and, and that's it, right? That thread that connects us back to the divine and finding those spaces where that exists. Um, Howard Thurman has a quote that I love, and it's, um, the goal and the source of the river are the same. It is the sea. Mm -hmm. And for me, that has always represented love, where the goal is love and the source is love, and to get there, we got to flow through love. And the other piece of that, though, is that it starts with love, but also that love calls us to this responsibility. It calls us to action. Um, And that if we truly believe that, if we truly believe we are loved, that we act accordingly, we act differently, um, because we're being held to a different responsibility. And if we are flowing through love, our actions are different. And that I feel like finding those spaces, and for me, and I think for a lot of individuals, nature is where that exists. Uh, There's never a question for me when I'm along the river or I'm sitting on a grassy hill. It doesn't have to be a mountaintop. It can be a grassy hill in Chicago on a day when it's 62 instead of 35, which feels like such a gift today. Um, and allowing ourselves to kind of pause and feel that presence and feel the belovedness. And then that everything else flows from that, everything else flows from that peace. And I find that when I'm getting overwhelmed or when I don't know what the spirit is calling me to or where I'm supposed to be going. And I think that's a question we hear a lot from young adults and young people is, is what is, what, what should I be doing? What's next? Um, what is my vocation and finding those spaces to exhale into our belovedness and that from there all else flows. And I believe that being in the natural world is such a, I mean, it was a gift. It was a gift given to us of come here like come and see and be here and rest in me and if you rest here and if you exhale here so much beauty will flow from that mm. um and so immense gratitude that that's always there
1: awesome well so we actually we're going to take a quick break michael and so when we come back uh i will uh, ask you to also answer this and it's uh it, the answers have been so deep and profound we'll be right back Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity.
3: I feel special. (laughs) I feel great. I got
5: good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before.
6: The
7: Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708 449 6100 or visit CatholicCemeteryChicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.
0: You're listening to Catholic Chicago
1: And we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese. And right before break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, how uh, some of our how our guests, Anna and Meg, answered the question, have encountered Christ in this work. And so definitely want to open that up to you, Michael. But the other thing is just... Um, So we've got about 15 minutes left, and so uh, after we kind of uh, learn a little bit more, I also uh, want to just learn more about the Integral Ecology Retreat. So, um, yeah, Michael, tell us, you know, how your encounter's been, and and then we can hear more about it. Thank you, Clarissa.
2: Meg really spoke to the fundamental truth of what this whole journey is about, and it's about a journey of love. And I, I love how Pope Francis in the encyclical points to this within the creation narrative. And, and I'll I'll just um, quote uh, this paragraph 76 and in it, it says in the Judeo Christian tradition, the word creation has a broader meaning than nature for it has to do with God's loving plan in which every creature has its own value and significance. Nature is usually seen as a system which can be studied, understood and controlled, whereas creation can only be understood as a gift from the outstretched hands of the father of all and as a reality illuminated by love, which calls us together into universal communion. That is a very, very powerful. Statement. And this is what our church, this is the dogma of our church. This is the teachings of our faith that we're called to be in love and universal communion with everything. And it's all a gift from God coming from and returning to the one true source, the God of love. And so in my experience in my path as a oblate, it's really about opening my eyes and opening my heart to every moment, to every moment, to every encounter that Christ is here, Christ is present. The fact that I can open my eyes is a gift. The fact that I can open my heart is a gift. When I see my children or my grandchildren, when I see the bird or the, the sky or the woman or man suffering, all I can have is open my heart with compassion and love and uh, recognize that we're in this universal communion, this universal journey together. Um and so with that it goes back to that truth of for me of gratitude um every moment and uh, and that's a blessing.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um that was a yeah, that was a really wonderful image that you that you were able to share with us. And actually our radio uh, I don't necessarily keep time all that well when I'm air, on air so we do have another break so it's actually not just 15 minutes but um, so what I want to know now is like so you've really helped us understand as listeners and set the stage for you know the kind of the the why of like this work of this ministry of this retreat opportunity and so um, can you tell our listeners and our viewers, because this is also on YouTube too. Can you tell us a little bit more about the the retreat, the details? Um, what? How did this even opportunity like come into fruition? I see Michael gesturing and I'm imagining that he
3: might be gesturing to me um, to start that off. So yeah, thank you so much for this question. This uh, retreat was really born of a, conversation between Michael and me um, back in the fall at a strategic planning gathering um, of Catholic Climate Covenant. And I've just been so grateful to be able to work um, with Michael who, with other folks there on the ground in the archdiocese, helped um, pull together this dynamite team of um, largely young adult leaders um, from across the archdiocese, uh, who are in turn helping us to plan the content of this retreat um, and to take a step back and kind of answer that, like, what's the the why? What's the big picture reason why we're offering this? So, you know, one of the things that I hear so frequently from young Catholics in my work is this sense of, I feel like I'm the only person maybe at my parish who um, like is a young adult, um, is committed to my faith, And like really wants to dig in around creation, care, and climate action. And yet the fact that I hear that over and over and over and over again, what that tells me is that like none of those people are the only ones. There's this hunger and this longing for community. Um, Meanwhile, when I talk to uh, young adult ministers um, who do so much Um, and have so many programs and such great ministries that they offer on such little time so often, there's often this sense of like, gosh, I know this is important. I know about the Laudato Si action platform where Pope Francis is calling for the whole global church to really embody the spirit of integral ecology set forth in Laudato Si, but I just don't know where to begin. I don't have time, right? And so this retreat is the first step toward offering a resource that um, dioceses, parishes across the US can offer to young adults in their community to really help identify who are those protagonists in our community who um, in turn can fire up the church, can fire up other young adults um, about this work. Um, So our hope at the Covenant, we're piloting this here in the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we've developed it in dialogue with these um, these leaders from across the Archdiocese of Chicago, like Meg. Um, and our hope is that as a next step, we're going to bring this to other dioceses and eventually have it available as a resource that parishes and, and dioceses can access and bring um, to their young adult communities. Fantastic. Yeah,
2: I would like to um, build off of that. For the Archdiocese of Chicago, we see this as an integral part of our strategy. This is a way to really engage the young adults in a much more meaningful and leadership way, um, in terms of how we are, go- are implementing the Laudato Sea action platform that all the parishes are invited to do, and so we see this as an integral part of our ministry. And then, Meg, did you?
1: Have and anything- I
4: think even as well with kind of the fact that we've connected so many leaders as anna spoke to that it's not one parish participating or facilitating this because this is all of us working together this is all of us coming together because as this encyclical was written to everyone and so that this isn't old saint pat's or saint clement you know doing these individual retreats around this but like hey we're all young adults working towards this let's all come together and work together and be in community about this Um, and also being able to have the resources of so many different spaces. So we have an incredible um, weekend planned, amazing speakers, truly amazing speakers. We have brother Mark Mackey from Loyola University of Chicago. We have um, Tara Siegel who is currently working at Dominican and just really spectacular individuals coming together to share about their own experiences of integral ecology and also applications for what does that look like? You know, a big takeaway from us was wanting to create a space for education, as Anna mentioned, as being such an important part of this work and also to create spaces where folks can really say, what, how do I take this? You know, really wanting to understand and learn and then integrate and take that forward out into the community. And so breaking the retreat into different spaces of talking about eco spirituality of talking about integral ecology and also eco justice, and that these three pieces are not separate they're all interconnected. And so wanting to create an environment for folks to see that you can love the earth and it doesn't stop there. Um, And that that it's calling you to other pieces and that that's what this encyclical is calling us to so really wanting to create a space and an environment that weekend where folks can come together and we can exhale into the earth it's going to be at the loyola um ecology and retreat center it's beautiful out um, in woodstock illinois um so just being on those grounds being in that sacred ground is going to be incredible but then also being able to have space to learn to build community to talk about this and then to take away applicable pieces of how do we bring that back into our community and really start to build.
2: And I would like to just add a couple of pieces
4: Actually, because of
2: the can, nature of the integral you, ecology, and also mind? including respect life, immigration, and all of these other ministries. So they're all we're working together towards this common aim.
1: Awesome! I would um, say, so yeah, let's take a quick break uh, at the time, and then we'll come right back.
5: Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful, life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
0: I AM A SEMINARIAN. THE CHURCH NEEDS COMPASSIONATE AND WELL-TRAINED PRIESTS TO HELP GUIDE EACH OF US THROUGH LIFE. WHAT INSPIRES ME, WHAT DRAWS ME ALWAYS TO THE PRIESTHOOD IS CONTINUE TO SEE PRIESTS BE A BEACON OF HOPE FOR OTHER PEOPLE. YOU CAN PLAY A PART IN THE EDUCATION OF THESE YOUNG MEN AS THEY PREPARE FOR A LIFE OF SERVICE TO OTHERS. I WANT TO BE THAT BEACON OF HOPE, TOO, AND it, IT SETS MY HEART ON FIRE. To support our seminarians, make your gift at artschicago.org/seminarianfund or call
7: 312-534-7959. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger. To our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways. To our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you.
1: with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. My name is Clarissa Alantara, and I'm your host this morning, joined by uh, Anna Robertson, Meg Boyle, and uh, Michael Terrian. And we've been talking a little bit about Integral Ecology and Integral Ecology Retreat that we've got coming up. Uh, and so we uh we were a little bit on a roll. It's always tricky with breaks and stuff like that, but yeah, please keep telling us a little bit more about you know the wonderful speakers Well actually you know when is the when is the retreat? Do you have a website or where uh where can people get more information? I always find if we drop these like throughout the show, you know sometimes people listen for the entire show and sometimes they they only kind of catch a little bit at the beginning or the end so
3: Awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm so glad that you asked because the registration deadline is actually Wednesday, April 13th. Um, so in order to register, uh, the, the easy link is, uh, is a bitly link. So bit that's B as in boy, I T dot L Y slash Y A retreat underscore reg reg. Um, And so there you can sign up. The retreat itself is at the end of this month. So it is Friday, April 29th through uh, Sunday, May 1st. And again, it's at the Loyola University Retreat and Ecology campus. And um, one thing that I do just want to make sure folks know is that when you register, it'll, um, we have suggested a sliding scale registration fee and the retreat is pay what you can. So if you go and you look at the sliding scale and you say, oh man, I just the that low tier even is out of reach for me right now. That is a suggested fee. And if you can only give $20, then that's your registration fee. Um, so just want to be really clear about that. Um, yeah, and like Meg said, you know, we, we've got a great lineup of speakers. Um, we're also working closely um with the Katiri Center, and we'll be um talking a little bit on the retreat about the the way that. Uh, Creation care integral ecology really intertwines with indigenous experience in this country and the complexities there and um, our indigenous Catholic communities specifically so I just think this is going to be a really awesome experience for young adults to gather from across the archdiocese get to know each other walk away with some tools for. Um, embodying integral ecology in their lives, both in the personal sphere and then in the public sphere as well, Um, right? Because this this work has to take place on both levels. Um, So I just think it's going to be great. And again, that registration link is bit.ly slash yaretreat underscore reg.
1: It's always tough with Zoom because I can't see all the faces at the same time, but I don't know if either Michael or Maggie wanted to add anything about... um...
2: Well, I would just like to reiterate that this is a part of the Archdiocese strategy and the U.S. Catholic Church strategy and the Universal Church strategy of promulgating the teachings of Laudato Si. You know, it's about taking it out of the silo and recognizing that everything is connected in all of our ministries and everybody is coming together in solidarity to build the kingdom of God. And we will be learning about the Lydopto C Action Platform during the retreat, and so that becomes a concrete way with real specific actions that we can work together on.
1: Meg, did you have any? Would you like to add anything? I couldn't. I want to make sure I include all voices.
4: No, I appreciate that. No, I, I echo what they share, and um, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. I think. First and foremost, it's going to be a time to be together and to be outside and to, to find that pause and exhale and to feel that love that we were kind of talking about. And so for young adults who are seeking that, who are seeking community in Chicago, who are, as Anna mentioned, are feeling like maybe they're the only one who has this passion or this love or this, these questions. Um, Come come and be with others who have these questions, who want to talk about this, who want to dig in, who want to embody um, this in their lives. So we invite you to come and be together and to hopefully start to build a community that is bringing this out into the Chicago community in a larger way. Um, so we look forward to seeing some of you there.
1: Fantastic. So, the other question is some of our listeners aren't necessarily young adults, and so they could probably pass this opportunity on to their parish or a friend or a neighbor or maybe someone they work with. But, you know, for those of our listeners who are really not necessarily hearing this for the first time but maybe who needed a refresher you know what are some other resources that either the you know the three of you know about or are connected with your organizations or your parish where you know people can continue to learn more about this or even maybe re- read Laudato Si for the first time if that's something that you know they've not yet dug into absolutely
3: i would totally recommend people read Laudato Si for the first time if you haven't done it yet For so many people, Laudato Si was like a a life changing moment of realizing, wow, this is all connected. Um, So start there. Um, I know Michael's got some amazing specific resources in the Archdiocese of Chicago to share, so I won't take up too much more time, but I will say Catholic Climate Covenant has a host of resources on our website um, for learning. We've got a bunch of different webinars, again, both on the personal um, sphere the public sphere how to translate this concern into public action. What does scripture say? What does our tradition say all of that is on our website at catholicclimatecovenant.org, um, And you might just find that your parish has a team of folks who are already organized around doing this work or maybe you want to start one and that's one of the things that I think Michael can probably tell us about.
2: Well, first, I just want to nod to the Catholic climate covenant because the covenant is playing a leadership role in the U.S. Catholic Church, in the promulgational Adoptosia Action platform. So, with great respect for the work that's being done at the Covenant. And then, in partnership with the Archdiocese of Chicago, with the Vatican, we are inviting all parishes and all the faithful to join in this journey together. Um, Every parish is being invited to develop its Care for Creation Committee, and to link with our effort throughout the local church. The the to Action platform is woven into as an integral part of building the new reality, renew my church. And so this is a synodal way. This is building the future of our church together in an integrated way. So if you go to archchicago.org forward slash creation, all those resources are there and you can connect into our ministry. That we're doing in in solidarity with the ministries throughout the archdiocese as a way to really uh, bring this to life and to build the future of the church to fulfill the kingdom of God.
1: Awesome! So we've got about three minutes left. Any like, uh, can we get that website at uh, a uh, registration link again, please? And then the date and location.
3: Yeah. So the registration link is uh, it's a Bitly link, so it's bit that's B is in boy it dot L Y slash Y A retreat underscore reg R E G. Um, and the date uh the, the deadline to register is Wednesday April 13th and the retreat itself is Friday April 29th through Sunday May 1st at the Loyal University retreat and ecology campus.
1: Fantastic. Any quick last words, literally like last words before we sign off either from Anna, Meg or Michael? It's been a wonderful show.
3: We would love to see um, any and all young adults uh, on this retreat. Whether you're brand new to thinking about this, whether you think it has nothing to do with you, I promise the environment is something that by definition touches all of us. Um, So whether you're thinking about this all the time or it's the first time you've ever thought about it right now on this radio show, we would love to, to see you on the retreat and to just walk alongside you in this journey.
4: And if you have any other questions, um, you know, for some folks that might be a barrier where maybe you have a question or you're like, I, I think I want to come, but I would like this specific question answered. Um, I will leave it to Anna. I'm saying this, but Anna will share her email um, that y'all can reach out to her specifically to answer any of those questions um, that you may have that might seem as a barrier.
3: Yeah, thanks, Mad. You can just send an email to info at Catholic with your questions and they will make their way to me.
1: All right, well, thank you so much to all three of you. Uh, This has been a wonderful, conversation something you know the environment and integral ecology as Michael knows is is very near and dear to my own heart so to hear about these opportunities for our young adults but then even those who aren't young adults who are maybe just kind of catching on listening and maybe even you know thinking like I really should read Ladato Si so thank you again uh, Anna Robertson Meg Boyle and Michael Tarian it's been a truly wonderful morning and I look forward to hearing more like post retreat Thank you.
3: Thank you,
2: Clarissa. God bless. Blessed Triduum.
1: Blessed Triduum, indeed. All right, take care. This has been Lifelong Journey with Clarissa Alhantara. I look forward to seeing you next month. Catch us on YouTube, uh, catch us on the Archdiocese and Facebook page. Thank you so much.